It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies, current releases, coming attractions. <laughs> and what else? Streaming and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which all crew, which also <laughs> You're a mess. Jim, that's so hot. Hello, Jim. Hey, hey. <laughs> And the man who does not know the meaning of the word dendrophilus. Who as does? Well, as well, he does like trees. Love is a strong word, and he's definitely never lived in or on a tree. It's Murray. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, hello, Murray. Yeah, okay. Uh, so with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Well, I just want to say I have also never lived in a, lived in a tree. So... We're in the same boat, Mark. Trees are wood. Trees are good. Uh, this week on the podcast, we will talk about what we saw in the theaters last week, uh, which was only one new release. Also, we, we plan to see in theaters coming up. New releases to streaming that we viewed, Open Raid, Merman Minute, The List, Rage or Dare, and then we put on our masks and go back to our locked purge-like protection suites till next week. Well... Let's talk about the movie that's going to generate a lot of discussion. You figure? Uh, absolutely. I think maybe after I tell you about it and give you my views, you might go, oh, yeah. I don't I think agree. that's going to happen at all, but oh. go ahead. All right. Well, in the theater, we saw Summerland, brand new movie from this year, uh, starring Gemma, Ar- Gemma Arterton. Um, Summerland is a story of an English woman who is presumably forced to take care of a child evacuee. During the bombings of London during World War II. Uh, This was beautifully shot and beautifully acted. It had very good development to the characters to the point that you genuinely cared for them. It was funny. It was heartwarming. Watching the two main characters' relationship grow through the first two-thirds of the film was a pleasure. The writing was tremendous. I mean, this is how you write a script. (sighs) Well, at least that was the case for the... First two-thirds of the film. Or all of it. No. The last act of this happened. All the clever inspired writing was replaced with overly sentimental and convoluted convoluted pablum. It was as if the first two-thirds was written by a gifted playwright, and then they gave the script to a seven-year-old girl who wrote the last third. We had hearts and rainbows and everything was made of cotton candy and it rained marshmallows and the world was a wonderful place and I threw up a little in my mouth. This should have been a mondo. It really should have. Gemma Arterton was her usual stellar self and anytime I get to see Tom Courtney on screen, it's a good day. But alas, the whole endeavor was completely sunk by the ending. In about 20 minutes, this movie went from Mondo to Rage. What say you, Jim? Well, I agree with everything you said. For two-thirds of it. For the two-thirds of what you said, anyway. And perhaps I, and I'm sure I'll speak a little bit for Marie, because we already talked about this a little bit. I think the seven-year-old girl in us perhaps went to see that movie. I guess so. Because here's what I thought about it. Uh, This is, first and foremost, a character film, through and through. All the way to the end. Every character from the minor characters, like Mr. Sullivan, the principal, as well as Edie, the little buddy of our main character, Frank, 
This film has been, in my opinion, a film so impactful for bringing emotion and feeling through amazing actors, facial expressions, as a film could possibly bring. I don't think I've ever seen a film that can show so much emotion from people just showing their faces. As any listener who knows me, I am not a fan of period pieces. And I was fearing that this film, before seeing it, it could be a real dumper. I did not find the period piece got in the way of it at all, in fact. Um, if I had been told a uh, World War II film of a love affair that I would actually enjoy it, I probably would have said, mm, probably not. The film itself wasn't super complex, and as the story unwinds, the film was going to take either one of two ways. Happy ending or sad ending. Uh, no, and there's a third option, convoluted ending. No, I don't think it was convoluted at all. Uh, the film itself, oh, I already said that. Uh, personally, I normally like sad endings, but uh, because I felt so deeply about every character, I was not distraught with the happy ending unfolding. I love happy endings. Uh, not always. Most times you don't. Have I ever seen a depiction of lesbian interracial love choosing love over motherhood during the 1940s? No, never. Nope. So I feel that the director wanted to tell a love story of the wo women of our past through a very character-driven film. Was it a bit sappy? Yes. Uh, but by the time the film got to the end, I was already so invested in all the amazing characters, so I was going to cry either way, if it was happy or sad. In fact, for the final 20 minutes that you were saying was crappy, maybe that seven-year-old girl in me was just bawling her eyeballs because I could barely watch the screen as my eyes were filled with little tears as they fell across my cheeks, getting caught in my beard with the popcorn dust. I am so happy that you enjoyed it so much. Yeah, I know. Um, I love the positive message. Like the question Alice asks Frank in a turning point in their relationship. Mm -hmm. Would you find it weird if two women loved each other? And he responds, no weirder than two people who fight all the time. There you go. Or that was good stuff. Also, he wasn't too upset about lesbians kissing. Yep. Which is also pretty cool. Favorite line? You just have to keep your pecker up. Maybe that stole Murray, <laughs> Murray's thunder a little bit. Yeah. Uh, lovable little scamp that Frank is was worth a super non-annoying kid Mondo for an amazing character-developed film. And I have specifically made commentary about the fact of why it perhaps was a happy ending because the title is called Summerland. And what was Summerland all about? The King's X song you're talking about? No. We're oh. talking about Summerland is a place where you go to see and feel your dead family members. So, yeah. I think he got enough with one parent dying. He didn't need both his parents dying. Well, that's what pretty much what the King's X song was about, too. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, that's that was my, my bit on it. Uh, Mer, what'd you think? Well... First of all, the line is, I know it's hard, but you have to keep your pecker up. There you go. That's the full effect of the line. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> that actually does give it way more full effect. Yeah, exactly. Fully hard effect. That's why I remembered it. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> um, I was trying to figure out why you two were giggling when that happened. When that was said, <laughs> I was just I looked left and I was like, huh? oh, his, because apparently you were his, too caught up in seven-year-old writing poor, style. No, his, no, his that poor, that was, his, the movie was years. the movie was still good at that point. <laughs> uh, yeah, to be honest, I wasn't really expecting to like this at all. I went basically because it's the only thing that was out in theaters that we hadn't seen. I thought, oh, boring period drama, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was pleasantly surprised. It was funny in a lot of parts, and the the kid wasn't annoying. Yeah, I know, right? Kids are. Who's lovable? And even her character was good because I like how crotchety she was. She just. Yeah. You know, she reminds you of she, a female she, version of you. Exactly. And then, and she then didn't she, care about anybody. Then she turned into a freaking big tub of goo. Well, she, no, she was still a she crabby bitch at the kid. end. Oh. She was still a crabby bitch but at yes, the end. They showed her. And two. I also enjoy happy endings. So I was pleased with the way it turned out and the way they tied the whole movie together at the end. Was, I thought it was a good resolution to the movie. One thing I hate most in films is when they leave stuff. At the end of the movie, just like, okay, what the hell happened? Like, you have no idea what happened. Like, you're trying to figure out oh, what the hell is, happened at the end of the movie. This was too much coming back to where they... Uh, uh, I like I liked the way it was... I didn't, I didn't like the bookend either. I like it no. tied up in together, but... I, I could have... The bookend ending for me didn't really have to happen. I would agree that didn't necessarily have to happen because you already knew that they were going to have a happy ending. But I did love the fact that she was a crotchety old bag at the end. Yes. So she never really was changed she? her person. She yeah. never really changed. No, they showed her from changed. the beginning when she was crotchety, and then she was crotchety she when she was changed. talking about it. Yeah, not she, no. that much. No, she was still crotchety. She just like the just kid. angry. She just angry, loved angry. the kid. That's the difference. Yeah, she let one. And who person, couldn't love Frank? She let he one was, person into her life. That he was, was so well, and obviously her, her, I guess, yeah. somewhat wife. But yeah, no, I right? liked it. Well, uh, I'm I, sad that you were broken about yeah, this. I would, in fact. Give it a World War II lesbian drama with no sex or violence mondo. Hmm. Perfect. That's two mondos and one rage. Rage. We're completely split. Well, maybe that'll be part of what your (laughs) rage is going to be this week. Who knows? Maybe. So... Is that all you want? You didn't want to spit some more venom on us? Nah, you know, I can't argue with any of what you guys were saying. It was a great movie until yeah. the last third, and then it just fell off a cliff. Yeah, I know. I know you weren't. Then it was... <laughs> <laughs> you just spoke moistly all over us. That's right. <laughs> I think it's his microphone. Yeah. All right, well, we did see one other thing uh, at the theaters yeah. in preparation for next week, which is kind of a bit of a... Going to be a segue later on. All right, get us all geared up for it there, So Jim. we saw Train to Busan. This was the first time I've seen this in the theater. Yeah, me, I've never seen it on the big too. screen. Yeah. Mer? Actually, it's the first time I saw it all the way all through. All the way through. Yeah. So, I mean, we've talked about this movie a few times on the podcast because it made one of my, probably a couple because of Because you love it so much. I do. Yeah, I, I think it. it made two of my lists. I think it made one of my top foreign films, and I think it made my list for horror films. So Yeah, you're trying to make an excuse to get it on the drama list and if you could possibly do it let's get it on there the comedy drama. list there was, was a bit of comedy too <laughs> there it, was. it wasn't how all did zombies? it not make your comedy list there, yeah there was drama too yeah of course there was the whole well, any good film that's well written is going to have a little bit of everything little bit of it. everything so you know what i found the the two main uh male characters the the banter between them it wasn't as predominant as the killer 
but John Woo's film The Killer, you mm -hmm. know how those two had that playful banter through the whole movie? Yeah. This one kind of felt a little bit like that. And, a little uh, bit. Yeah. So whoever, so whoever's listening, if you haven't seen Train to Busan in theaters, it's it's definitely worth the price of admission, which yeah. for us was like five bucks. Five bucks. So yeah. <laughs> it was worth, I would have paid full dollar to see it in the theater because, you know, we've talked about this too. That may be one of my favorite kids in a movie too, to be yes! honest. She was spectacular. She was okay. She, okay. She's she the smartest, great. lovable, I, she really ethical. Is. I like the little girl from The Meg better. The Meg? The Meg. Yeah, the little girl. With uh, Jason Statham? Jason yeah, Statham. She was and a giant adorable. edible eating shark. Well, let's yeah, just face it. If you get it right, you get it right. Yeah. Yep. And because and kids, I don't know, I think there's almost three categories. There's creepy little fuckers. There's annoying kids you want to punch in the face because they're yep. so fucking annoying. Which is 99% of, of them. And then there's this very select few of cute, little, adorable, lovable kids, which we've now, we saw Frank. That, that and we saw genuinely, genuinely drag emotion out of you, whether you want it or not. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like, it made him come. And I didn't want it, but you she didn't, dragged it she out dragged of me anyway. I'm sure Frank gave you a little bit of emotion, too. A little bit. Come on, Frank was pretty awesome. Frank was awesome, yes. Yeah, so I don't know. Is there anything else you guys want to say about this other than we're so excited about part duh, which we're going to talk about soon? No, I'm just, I'm stoked to see it. Peninsula, I think it's official that we are seeing it next week, so. Are we doing the transition? Should we talk about Peninsula now? Peninsula now? We'll just shuffle things a bit? Yeah, we might as well since we just. Segway. I was actually, when I was looking at your little lineup, I'm like, why are we talking about Peninsula right after? I'm just going. Just making things a little cray-cray. All right, go for it. Yeah, so we're seeing Peninsula in theaters. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, that is the sequel to Train to Busan, who uh, it's set four years after the movie Train to Busan. People on the Korean Peninsula who have survived from ruin struggle to survive. So everything about the trailers on this, and when they a new trailer comes out, I just about have a super joygasm. It looks almost to me a little bit like Mad Max Thunderdome meets Train to Busan a little bit. So I'm kind of a little Sounds excited good. to see how that goes. Uh, they, they've got the whole mass mob of zombie in a pile thing going down pretty good, which is done so well in Train to Busan. Yeah. It's like every time you look, I, I don't know. It's like a tidal wave of zombies. Yeah. Flowing down Flowing the through. <laughs> it's like, or falling off buildings or yeah. falling from helicopters. Yeah. It's just like, okay. I mean, I kind of, you know, pr perspective wise, even in Train to Busan, when they fall from the helicopters and they land on the cars and go crashy, crashy. Yeah. And you're thinking to yourself, was that? CGI. How did like sometimes I don't know how they do these technical things. Yeah, there's a lot of CGI in there, but some of yeah. them you stop and you go, was it? Wasn't it? Well, in the, and, and that's the when whole, you know you're doing it well. Because because even in Train to Busan, which I can see from there's a couple scenes from the trailer for Pen Peninsula, where they have the massive zombies kind of yeah the body parts sticking out and stuff. But the in Train to Busan, the whole scene at the end where they have all those people grabbing on is a practical effect. It is not. Yeah. It is not CGI at all because if you see the extra features oh, that's awesome. at the end, it's so cool. They're all actually physically jumping, and they've got like a sort of a hidden mat that they're all landing yeah. on. It's so well done. So well done. I can't wait for for this second part. It's gonna be Peninsula. Peninsula. Cool. No, yeah, it looks good. I'm looking forward to it, too. Mer, you're looking forward to it? Now that you've seen the first one in theaters. Sure. Sure. That's all you're going to give us? Oh, 
Well, if there were vampires, I would definitely be interested. More. Well, maybe. It's just zombies. How do you know that? Maybe there's a hybrid that is kind of like a vampire. Well, we'll we'll have to see. Can you give us the actual true? Because they're both undead. Yes. But zombies more like the meat side and the... the, it's kind of like the the undead vegetarian versus uh, meat eater. <laughs> Zombies are eating the meat, now? and the and the the vampires just drinking the blood. Well, yeah, no, technically zombies they just eat the brains, right? So they're just no, looking no, to, that's only in one specific well, genre. Of, but vampires, pretty much universally, they just want the blood, and they seem to actually have their brains. They, left. they don't eat body parts. They don't gnaw on the flesh. They just suck the blood. So out. they are kind of like the vegan version of and they're the undead. for the most part intelligent. Okay. There are some exceptions, hmm. but... All right. I just like vamps. By the way, have we ever gone this deep into this track? Because I don't remember this part. I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of tripping. Well, probably. It's just that we're not... We're not this quiet. And sub- yeah, we're not as laid back and subdued right now. I feel like we should smoke a giant bowl in here. I've mellowed so you guys out. This has got to pick up at some point, Yeah, right? well... It's pretty mellow. Well, you're going to talk about a movie that probably should have some punch to it. Well, yeah, this isn't with a name like White Riot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. This sounds more like Quiet Riot, but <laughs> yeah, no one kidding. of their ballads. One of their ballads. <laughs> Love's a bitch. Baby. Is that a ballad? There I don't go. know. Yeah, maybe. There sure, it works for me. <laughs> There's some rage for you. Love's a bitch. Yeah, she's crazy. Yeah, that's a ballad. Sure. Uh, I'd sing it. Anyways, White Riot is coming out uh, at the Globe this week. Uh, fairly new movie. It uh, was released 2019 at various places, but uh, never made it here. So I'm calling it a new release. Do it. So this is a documentary about uh, the Rock Against Racism movement formed in 1976. I don't have much to say. looks super interesting. I'm really looking forward to it. Should be good. I'm very excited, and in fact, one of my bands actually played at Mac Hall on, in Rock Against Racism. So, cool. I'm very excited to see this because I kind of want to know a little bit more about it. Because at the time when we played it, I was just like, "What? A gig in front of 2,000 people? I'm in. Sign me up." <laughs> so, yeah, I'm kind of excited, and I mean, such a topical film, right? Yep. It's uh, it's something that we you would think that. Um, we should have probably seen this a while ago, right? Like, yep. And promoted by Eric Clapton. Yeah, I prompted think, I think, by. Yeah, prompted by. He, I think Eric made, Clapton made some bad, bad comments that prompted this. Oh, is that really? Why? Okay, so that he prompted the movie to be he, made. He wasn't like the organizer then. No, no. He, was, think, he was no Bob Geldof. No, I think he, he was anti-Geldof. I, I think he said some stuff. I could be wrong. Oh, Clapton. But I think he said some stuff. Huh. And then they, well, then. and then that formed Rock Against Racism as because a they're basically to what he they're said. basically saying Eric Clapton is a racist. <laughs> For anybody, if I'm wrong, I apologize to Eric Clapton. Yeah. <laughs> but if memory serves me correct, he said some comments, some comments, something bad that were not good. Like he didn't say the N word, did he? No, but okay. he said some anti. Uh, yeah. Was it, it specific it was, to a it was, culture? It was, it was just racist stuff. And it was back in the 70s before people really yeah. took offense to everything. Yeah. Well, no, I think they still always took an offense. No, I mean, like, they more, didn't have a voice to Not as much as they do their, today. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, every, they were still just as offended. It's just now they have a voice. They can say stuff, right? So, Or they're getting their voice. They don't even fully have it yet. So, 
good. Uh, well, good. This we'll is we'll a see. perfect movie for these times, and I hope that as many people that listen to this. If it wasn't him. It was somebody, but I hate to just say that. But I'm pretty sure well, it was there. Well, apparently we'll do some research on we this and talk we'll, about we'll it next week. Yeah, we'll know what we're talking about it. next week. I, I, I probably shouldn't have opened my mouth until I was it's 100% always, sure it's about It's always fun like to that. start rumors and <laughs> yeah, see where they sure. go. So we'll see. Uh, actually, it was kind of funny because one of our, I don't know who, but somebody commented on one of our podcasts a few weeks ago and told us the right information. So I was kind of happy about that. And I can't remember what it was or I would share with you. I'll maybe go back and look uh, that up too. Didn't, didn't, didn't tell us the right information. He just had a theory on what Empedagor means because oh, there was a skin right. condition combined with right. gore. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Empedagor. Which is his explanation. It made sense. Made sense to me. Thanks, go. dude. Okay, well, I guess that's what's coming out this week. We're going to see two films, and we bo- and they're two different locations. One is going to be at Landmark Cinemas, and the other is going to be at the Globe Our Cinemas. friends at the Globe. And my love of national cinemas, Landmark. Mm-hmm. Okay, well. All right. Let's talk about what we streamed. Yeah, okay. Let's dance. Streaming, motherfucking streaming. We're just streaming, and Bryce, we're streaming. Merman, you know what we've done on the weekend? Streaming. Nice. Nice. <laughs> All right. So first off, we streamed host. From 2020, this is brand spanking new. Spanking new. You can really tell from the subject of it. Um, so, host 2020, uh, sh- uh, streaming on Shutter. Our, our now my friends at Shutter. Okay, was, He's was, a, there's they, a love affair. I, I was very upset with Shutter for a long time, but we've reconciled. We've come to a mutual agreement. And uh, they're my buddies again. I'm okay with Shutter. Aw, right sweet. Just because they played two movies back to back that we loved. that's the other thing. Well, how do you know that I love this? I just know you did because this was a good movie. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's, let's let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> All right. All right. So basically, this is about a seance being conducted by a Zoom movie. Uh, as this movie takes place, or it's a Zoom movie. Did I zoom just say movie? Zoom movie? Zoom movie. Not a Zoom yeah. movie. A yeah. Zoom This is a Zoom event. movie. There's lions and tigers. And, no. Oh, my. So, as I say, basically about a seance being conducted via Zoom mo- meeting. I can't get can't meeting zoom. out. I can't say Zoom, zoom event. Meeting. Say Zoom event. Via a Zoom event. Uh, as this movie takes place during our current pandemic situation of social distancing. Uh, this has all the ingredients to be a terrible movie. <laughs> it, is, it is really like attending a Zoom move. move. Why can't event. I say meeting? Like a Zoom event. A Zoom uh, event. Uh, just watching characters on their webcams interacting with, with each other over the internet. And it's a ghost story, which are good out about one out of every ten times or so. <laughs> We've talked about how we, much we yeah, hate I ghost just stories. I don't like them. I love ghost stories. Oh, uh, sweet. So I start watching this, and ten minutes in, I'm like, this is not very good. But then something happened. I actually became immersed in this meeting. And then when the supernatural stuff started happening, I was like, okay, that was kind of cool. I like it. <laughs> And then the last 10 minutes kicked in, and it turned the creep factor up along with some killer jump scares. To an 11. And I was damn, I was like, damn, I just, I just had a really good time. 
This movie slowly sucked me in. (laughs) And the spooky meter sitting around two at the beginning. And during the snug one hour runtime of this, kept turning the spooky up until it climaxed at an... 11! You got it. Sweet! And And the last jump scare at the end... Was awesome. Super duper. So this was a super surprising Mondo for me. Love I'm it. I'm guessing you're going to have a similar reaction. You are correct. Uh, first off, uh, I am not a big fan of found footage or shaky camera films. Uh, Love them. <laughs> but uh, the horror that's been created in COVID uh, and the number of Zoom calls I've been on and WebExes. Uh, I was expecting to hate this film too. I can't get WebEx off my computer, by the way. I just want to get rid of it. It's Don't. your fault, by the way. I'll just set up a WebEx call with us and you'll enjoy it. Uh. Uh, very well done film. Uh, for the genre, I love seeing uh, a very doing a very COVID current thing. All the usual jump scare tactics and predictable setups, like the slow walk into darkness jumps. But I liked it. <laughs> I don't know what it was. The I jump, don't know. The jump scares in this got me, and they never get me. I know. But there's like three in here. I know. They got me. I was it, like, oh, jeez. It's like, what just said? Oh. Uh, it's only one one hour, so it wasn't really a big commitment. So yeah. I was, I was kind of going, okay, an hour. I can fit that in between sessions of masturbating or whatever I was doing. I can't remember. Yep. Um, so it was it was easy to, to go through. Um, you watch this and you're ready to go again with <laughs> exactly. Um, and you know it wasn't a very simple story and a very small. I imagine it had to been a super small budget. Yeah. Once again, you don't have to throw money at a project to make it entertaining. Yeah, I, like it's true. Uh, gets a predictable, predictable, but still had me engaged. Ghostly light mondo. I love the drinking game and the psychic who comes back after the fact and said, "Oh yeah." I told you to be serious about this. That was kind of the part that I loved the most about it. It was kind of like, yeah, you probably, if you're going to do something like this, you probably should have made more of an effort to tell them that, to say, oh, yeah, when I say I'm serious, this is why. Because if you're joking, it might turn evil and you might pull Satan himself into your computer. But then we wouldn't have had the movie. I know, but, but I, thought, I just thought that was kind of funny. Yes. <laughs> um, How cool was her her floating above the pool, man? That was that was a super cool. There scene was a too. Bu- there was a lot of good floating yeah, scenes. There was. Uh, so way to way to go, way to be creative through COVID. Yeah, and, no, um, it was awesome. Like I was so surprised that I loved this as much as I did. I've, I'm ready to hate it the whole way through. And after ten minutes, I'm like, this is crap. And after twenty, I was like, okay, well, it's, okay, it's, it's okay. fine. It's, it's rolling okay. along. There's only forty minutes left. I can do this. I can then, do this. And then a half hour in, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of starting, starting to enjoy this a little. And then by the end of it, I was like, I really like that. That was awesome. What about the dude that leaves early? Yeah. And then he's like, okay, he well, he's like, you, like, you came in at the so wrong time, carnage. dude. You yeah. came in at the wrong time. <laughs> if you only would have left, you'd have been fine. But apparently not. That was so good. Now, there could still be some people that are alive in this. So we could be seeing a host, too, come to yeah, the why not? Us. Why not? Okay, well, I think this we're going to be polar opposites on this next film because I thought this was great. Oh, then we will be polar opposites. Yeah. I also thought it was great if it wasn't for one freaking thing again. Uh, I hate when you have one thing that Anyways, just destroys it, things it, it for It did you. destroy it for me. But you, you, you win me over. Let me 
convince okay. me that the one thing that, that I'm going to start talking about is going to be totally trivial. Okay. And I'm going to go, you know what? You're right. Maybe I shouldn't have hated it as much. Uh, so the it. film is called The Hater on Netflix. Yes. Uh, and actually, I think it has a... Because it's Polish. Uh, can't read, I can't pronounce this. Sala Sema Bozko. Hitchka, Hitchtar, Hitchtar. I'm trying to read. Doing? I'm trying to read Polish, which I'm not very good oh, at. Oh, Salah, Sembo. Yeah. So, uh, a young man searches for purpose in a net of hatred and violence that he tries to control. Directed by our buddy from Corpus Christi. Yes. And I've seen a few of his other films, and I'm going to go and watch a ton more. But um, this film answers the age-old question. How far will you go for the love of a good woman? The suspense of what the fuck is going on in this little douchebag's head was done, in my opinion, so amazing. Always Absolutely. an angle and never awesome. knowing his full intent other than his love interest, which was at the core of everything he did, but you don't always know that. Everything about our lead actor just dials up the creep factor to an 11. Love the whole character development of this amazing drama. This director, which has, as we've talked, has already produced some amazing films, including our one uh, Corpus Crispy from last year, which makes me think he's doing a film a year, which is making me super excited. It's not surprising to bring a slow-building, suspense-filled drama, sure to make you want to pull your hair out with intrigue, wondering how far and what he will do for what he wants. This is the primary actor. This director has such a great grasp of just giving you enough through little bumps in the script, but as the whole story starts to unwind, you are so pulled in like it's the slow burn that you just can't fight. Very intelligently written, this writer-director, don't dumb it down. There's a story, to, they don't dumb it down at all to, to make it access, accept, yeah, acceptable to the masses. So much layers of plot and development. I loved every minute of this film. This film was so topical, it's sickening because there has been a ton of stuff about these very jobs and about like the whole election scandals that happen and what people are doing. So to see it go through this whole development for me was amazing. I loved everything about it. Favorite line, we can do everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Apparently, the answer is what a lot of fucking time to plan. The answer of how far you will go for the love of a good woman is everything. There you go. This gets a master manipulator, sociopathic, motherfucking joygastic super mondo for me. I loved everything about this. So, now tell me why okay, I shouldn't so have other, loved it. Other than your rating, yep. I agree with everything you said. <laughs> so I what, what say, killed it I for you? I can just say ditto. Which one thing? Ditto, but. Okay, what's this one thing? And where was it in the movie that it, you had to carry this this weight of the world on your shoulders for how long in the movie? Well, it introduced itself early and it it snowballed from there. Okay, let's have it. I would have loved this movie if I would have been able to buy in on the relationship between our main character, Tomas, and his love interest in this Gabby. It did not make sense. Why? And, <laughs> it just didn't make sense. And that killed the movie for me. The rest of the movie was great, but unfortunately, it all kind of hinged on this one relationship that made no sense to me. Had that been more well-developed, the movie would have been a mondo, which is what I was expecting, as this was directed by Jan Komasa, who was the dude that directed Corpus Christi, as we said. 
Which we were, you know, both gave a mondo earlier this year, yeah, obviously. Absolutely. Um, having said this, the rest of the movie was great. There are some powerful scenes and memorable images created with this within this film. The movie will stay with me, but I'm afraid the lasting memory will always be why does Gabby want anything to do with this dude? They so, really needed to develop that more. This see, was, I, I this found... was so good, and that you know, and that this I is do a guy. People, I pe- do think people should see this, but this was a Maybe disappointing mess. See... Because why? Why, why was his family putting up with him? Why was she had any interest whatsoever? They did not develop that. Because I'm like, no, they, what the heck is they she did doing a little, with him? So they did no, a little bit. I don't think no. it was as predominant as you might have wanted. But you have to remember, there is no they, don't, they don't give Once you anything she gets what happened drunk, before then. She gets starts making out with him, and now all of a sudden... It wasn't sudden, just drunk. She was on drugs, dude. Like okay, they, yeah. So then she's going to sober up. And, but she, he also, from that, he actually took her home, took care of her, put her to bed. He didn't fuck her that night. He just took her home and took care of her. And that's it. No, but this creepy so, guy. So, yeah, because keep in mind, you got to keep in mind, this is a benefactor from her parents. They don't even talk about any of that. They don't give any setup to it. So they could have been childhood friends. In fact, they that hinted to a little bit, but they had known mm, each other since they were seven. So what? So so it's kind of like one of those things that you see in a lot of movies where they maybe have been childhood friends and then he, they grew apart and then they grew back together there slowly to be over There something there where he wasn't super creepy, where you could say, okay, a relationship can actually develop Well, this. But, but, but he there was, was doing, never anything where was, he wasn't super creepy. He was super in, involved in their life peripherally. And then, and then, Which made and then it worse. They didn't, but they, see, but we, they weren't seeing what we were seeing about how creepy this guy no, was. No, they weren't. So they were, I was they were seeing just, the interaction between the two of them and it never made any sense it's it, uh, to me it did it, you know what she and that she had killed it she it killed she it. did she was positioning herself with i love other this people. movie other than that and that just weighed on my brain the whole way through because yeah. it made no sense why on earth would she have anything to do with this guy because he was they needed to write something that made sense yeah no I was there was fine nothing with it. there i was nothing there. i didn't i didn't need to know because the his ultimate goal was to win her over yeah. and they they didn't did they spell it out the way you're saying no but I don't, I don't care that didn't bother me at all that was what because, the whole story hinged on how no. can that bother you no it didn't because no it didn't there was no okay so number 1 okay there's was li- whole, there's that's what he did everything there's for there's huge but there's right but for her to fall in love with him there was specific times within the movie where he actually did come through came through for her she could have she was all fucked up on drugs and, and drunk and then he he helps her and then he does a stupid thing but then he's been in their life their whole time then he's working with her parents and all of their political stuff and then and then at the end okay, the thing that what, the what thing that nailed on? it for she, her she goes though, away she goes away to Yankee land yeah, and yeah. and with a douchebag, which we already knew he was going to be a douchebag. And then she comes running back to this dweeb. Uh, no, but it wasn't just running back to him because there was the big event where every everybody gets killed, and he he kind of was there for her sister. So he he attached himself emotionally. He took a bullet for to 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 get the to live the win the love of her. I'm not and, buying it. Yeah, no, I don't know. I could I could totally see it. There's been a lot worse ways that people have fallen in love with people. And and because we don't know their whole history, I I didn't bother me in the least. But the fact that this this movie hinged on it, I needed to understand and I didn't get it. That's too bad. It you. is cuz I love this movie. Other than that, uh-huh. I wish that wasn't part of it and then I would have Let's just have it focused on this creepy So, music. I suggest you just watch it again. 
And then try and keep I'm a perspective that it's worth it to no. watch again. I might watch it two or three times this yeah, weekend. Okay, well, you do that. And maybe you'll see that I'm right and they don't develop anything that no, is I, even a, I already watched a resemblance it, of an I actual relationship. No. These two had no connection whatsoever, yet he took a they bullet. were connected. He took a bullet for the, her, their family. So <laughs> that's enough to love him right there. Whatever. Little did she know what she was getting into. Now I've blown two raspberries in this episode now. <laughs> yeah, and both of those movies were Mondo's, so that's kind of funny. I'm going to rust out my microphone Actually, but here. That, right. you didn't give this one a rage. It only gave it no, a Oh, it's a so. meh. I loved it. Other than that. Well, keep in mind that I did make a, a thing that the, the writer, director, didn't dumb it down so that it would make it ex- accessible to the masses. Mm-hmm. So apparently that might fit you. I don't think so, Jim. <laughs> but nice try. Are we done now? Yeah, we're done. All right. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. Well, this might not be a big rage, but I don't understand why the internet is so stupid. I'm going to say the internet in general is stupid because... I mean, it could be me interpreting the search engines. <laughs> the internet's not stupid. The internet's yet. stupid. It doesn't have the capability of being intelligent. I know. It's not a sentient it's just, being. It's just annoying because you'll search stuff to see how can every single web page have a different release date for movies that we want to see. That is annoying. It's annoying. And and how are people getting... Like, there must be somebody like the, the producers of this film that say, this is when it's coming. It's not like one theater's going to get it and the other one's not and that you'll search something that's supposed to be coming out next week. I grant it. I understand they could change things. But if you're doing a live I mean, not live but you're doing live updates to your website You think they could be accurate. You think they could be accurate. Especially in this time of pandemic now that we're in. Because you know what? One of the things that interestingly enough that made me that helped to build this rage was when we were trying to figure out when Peninsula was coming. So I figured out that, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's coming out this weekend. But one of the things that was cemented... But we've been fooled before. It, yeah, it's true. But it's now cemented because I can it go is. buy tickets for it. Yeah. But it was cemented last week. I couldn't find any information about what was coming out for this thir- Friday except the new SpongeBob movie. There's a new SpongeBob That's movie? There's new? a new SpongeBob movie coming oh. out this... Or no, not this Friday, the next Friday. Oh, I okay. thought it was the old one. The following... No, no, it's the new one where with Keanu Reeves in it. So I will oh. be seeing that 100%. What? Yeah, Keanu Reeves is in the next SpongeBob movie. As Keanu Reeves? I don't know. He might be playing God. So that would be even be cooler. Or a surfer. Surfer dude God? Surfer God. I don't know. Maybe I'll look it up while I'm raging. But yeah, so... Can we please have a central database? And it, isn't there something called Internet Movie Database? Why would they not have the proper database? I don't know. That's my anger. I'm, I'm raging about the internet slash maybe it's IMDb slash maybe movie theaters. I know they got a lot of other things to worry about. But for those of us that are trying to plan our lives around movies, <laughs> I just want some place I can go to find out. And if anybody's listening that has a perfectly... It's actual accurate every single time to search it. Let it, please let us know. And that's my rage this week. All right. You can have that. No comment. I'm good. All right, then. All right. So I guess it's my turn. 
Uh, I don't think Jim's going to uh, agree with me here. Oh, he's showing me a picture of Keanu Reeves that seems to be in a big tumbleweed. Sponge I don't know what's on going on. Run. I have no <laughs> idea what's going on with that. Is he God? What's going on in that? I don't know. They're not showing his credit in IMDb either. He appears to be a tumbleweed. Yes. Oh, he's sage. Sorry, it's he's, he's sage. Sagebrush. Yeah, maybe he's a sagebrush. <laughs> but his, awesome. his title, and he has number one billing, and it's sage. There Sorry, you know. keep awesome. up with your rage. Right, so buddy. can we just have some consistency in characters? Okay, sure. What, what, if there's going to be a change in the essence of what we think a character is about, then can we have some better writing that does not just seem like they woke up the next day and decided to look at things in an unexplained new way? I watched two movies this week that fell into that trap. Alice in Summerland had some interesting swings in character in the last third of that movie. I get, I get that the kid in her life, as well as the introduction of another character, would change her outlook on things to a certain extent, but I refuse to believe that it would turn her into the tub of goo that she became. And then there's a hater. Gabby goes from generally being creeped out by Tomas to being enamored with him with little to no explanation. There has to be a core to these characters that is consistent and makes sense throughout the movie. And if there is a significant change to these core values, then you better explain it through the writing. Otherwise, it just makes me rage. What do you think about that, Jim? I think your rage is dumb because I disagree with you. But well, you're wrong. Uh, no, because I think. No, you are. No, I think in Summerland, I think she turned into a pile of goo because, I mean, what was the reason why she was a crotchety old bag of hammers in the first place? She lived alone. No, well, that's no part of it. That's well, part of it. Because of but, a love loss. Well, a love loss, but and also. The, the way that it was, yeah. But also, what, what had generated her whole career? It was her father dying in the war. Yeah. So, you know, when you start to pull that in. There's there's a huge connection that she builds and to Frank. And then she turned into a cup of goo. She was a slowly pile of goo because no. when she gave Frank away and then she realized he was going to leave away from everywhere and not get to go to Summerland where he could hear his parents talk to him, she was a little bit more softer. And what about Gabby? She slowly went to pile of goo. I still can't let go of, let I know. Go of Gabby. You there's no way that she could fall for that. See, Tomas. I don't know. Didn't rape her when he could have. Took a bullet oh, for her family. A fall in love. Did a lot of you didn't rape me, so I love you. Well, she, you should have seen the people she was going That's out ridiculous. with. Ridiculous. Hanging out with you idiots. are ridiculous. And that is she knew him since she was seven. Statement. She knew him since she was seven. You're assuming they were little buddies. Yeah, you're creating something. That I don't know how many people do you know that would have their schooling paid for by your parents. Like it's not just like oh, this is just some random dude. This is a guy By who's part of their family. Parents. Yes. Right? I mean, her parents paid for his schooling. <laughs> so there was obviously something deeper there that wasn't portrayed, and I'm okay with that because I was okay with him not raping there her. There was. <laughs> <laughs> and I was okay with him taking a bullet, which perfectly, I, yeah, which no. perfectly seemed natural. It was all just dumb. It was all just goo and... Yeah, rape, and rape. it just made no sense. <laughs> well, I think I'm right. Murray And Murray, I'm half right because Murray agreed with me on the first one. Yeah, well, that I did. Okay, so you, <laughs> you go ahead and be half right in your own mind. <laughs> you know what? One thing I can tell you. Yes, tell me one is that thing. One you, thing. One thing is you can't control your own rage. If you've got it, you own it, baby. I, I've so, own it. so you own that rage <laughs> this week. I wasn't feeling very rageful at all, no. except about the internet. Yes. The movies we saw, I thought all were pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. So let's move on. Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. 
All right, I guess I'm up. Sage. Try to calm things down here a little bit. Yes. Bryce is bring us joy. Rage. Bring us some joy. Got veins popping out of that, my head. This week I have kind of a rage myself, but not as harsh as Bryce. <laughs> yes. Uh, this week I'm going to talk about critically acclaimed movies that people actually hate. Oh, like these two movies? The price. Yeah. Those two are not I on my list. I got two critics, critics in front of me that I don't understand why they like this. All right. Uh, number 10, we've got Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Which one? Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, that would be... Is the remake with Johnny Depp. Right. The original one This was. one completely ruined the pleasant memory of the original for me and eh, turned Willy Wonka it. into a with sick, Willy Wonka, yeah. twisted freak. I love it. I love Swiss... What Gene Wilder couldn't even bring himself to watch it. It was Burtonized. Yet it got rare reviews and an A minus cinema score. I liked it. Uh, I actually yeah, own a copy of this. I've never even taken the shrink wrap off of so it. So have you actually what? not seen it? You just I saw it in the theaters and then oh. I, I bought well, it for Why did you reason. buy it? I don't know. I thought just it was to complete good. the collection? <laughs> I, I guess so. I don't know. But yeah, I He's just a collector. Never, never got around to watching it and I never will now. Fair enough. Uh, number nine, we've got Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That was that drac. was rage. You talk to any Indiana Jones fan about it, you can hear the venom in their voice. <laughs> Yet it got yeah. a seventy-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's got to be ironic. Any Despite movie that makes Sean Connery look stupid is going to be It's not Sean bad. Connery though. Oh, which was that one? Crystal was Skull was with Shia LaBeouf. Oh, okay, whatever. They're both the, terrible. The new one. <laughs> the, the new one. one. Like, the last one. Yeah. They're both terrible. Uh, yeah, and they cast Shia LaBeouf as his son. So. Ah, that was fine with and, me. And yet the rest it, of it was bad. And yet it was the second highest grossing film of that year. Wow. Uh, number eight, we've got Green Book. Now, I haven't actually seen it, so I'm going to go by popular opinions here. But I liked it. Oh, it received plenty yeah. of awards, buzz, actually won Best Picture that year. But it was guilty of something uh, known as white savior syndrome, and it, which you it may be was familiar to, with. Yeah, well, I raged about it earlier this there year on Friends with Enemies. It was also highly inaccurate. The family of the main character said it wasn't even close to his real character. Not a uh, biopic that's not close. He said that the, the, the two characters, they weren't even friends. Like, it, it wasn't even close. All right. So, Hollywood to the rescue again. Uh, then we got number seven. But the, it was still entertaining. Yeah, yeah I like Viggo Mortensen. Uh, then The Blind Side, number seven. Uh, uh, again, haven't Sandy seen it. Bullock. I do love Sandra Bullock. Glad, uh, glad she won an Oscar, but the movie was terrible. Movie was terrible. It also fell victim to white savior. Yes, it did in a big way, and it, it was in an uncomfortable way. Yeah, it's such a shock to have it nominated for an Oscar that the what Academy the? actually changed the rules for the next year's ceremony. Wow! Like they they changed that each Best Picture nominee had to have a certain number of conditions. Wow! After this one got nominated the year before. Yikes! Yeah, and I actually happen to know the, who the player is that. It was portrayed in the oh, movie. Okay, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it was even close to his real life. No, mm. it wasn't. Uh, now, number six. He actually have... laughs about it, though. So Does he's, he? He's cool about it, go. but he's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I made uh, money. Number six, we have Mother! Exclamation point. Love Mother. Now, I love a good J-Law movie, much as the next person. In fact, I enjoy most of her movies. This one was just a hot mess. And Javier Bardem. It got rave reviews at all the major festivals. 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. Because it was excellent. And was poised to compete at the Oscars. It was but, fantastic. And then it got released to the public. I love it. And they 
destroyed it. I'm part of the public, and I loved it. It actually received an F on CinemaScore, which plus, is plus, not plus. easy to do. Only 20 films in history have ever done that. Plus, plus, plus. And I'm sure Adam Sandler made about 10 of them. <laughs> That's a lot of pluses with an A in front of it. Well, it's got Donnell Gleason in it, too. I haven't seen this. It's excellent. Hmm. Okay, number five, we got Star Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace. Uh, now i'm a huge star wars fan i actually bought a ticket from a guy my friend's brother at three times the price yeah we talked about this just to see it on opening night at a theater in the south i saw it i took the morning two buses and a train to get there and then waited an hour outside to get in only to have a seat in the third row oh no of like the, the brand new theaters with a big Surround uh, screen. Dude. I don't want to bust your bubble. Um, I just walked into Eau Claire and saw it. Yeah, well, this is opening night. <laughs> yeah, opening night. Uh, oh, well, in Eau Claire. Uh, like, holy pod races, Batman. Uh, it was spectacular to look at. Uh, too bad that every time Jar Jar Banks opened his mouth, I wanted to jam so my fingers in my ears. It was funny. He was awesome. The I hate for this film got so bad. It actually caused poor Jake Lloyd to quit acting at the age of 10 due to bullying. Aww. He never poor acted cute. another poor thing after gaffer. that. Sorry, Jake. Well, he was kind of terrible anyway. Yeah. So yeah. movie actually got a, a, got a lot of positive reviews. Even got an A-minus right. in cinema score. But it's just really it was, bad. It was disappointing. Except for Darth Maul. He was awesome. Takes that long for something to come out. It should be better than it yeah, was. Yeah, we were waiting so long for it that we were yeah. ready for it. And it I, just, I get that. It fell flat. Yep. Number four, Avatar. Avatar. I don't get it. The visuals. Seriously, I don't get the big deal with this movie. I'm with you, brother. Sure, it's visually impressive. Probably one of the best 3D movies ever. Yep. It's a Problem love story. Is, I saw it in 2D. It's Fern and Gully. I had to actually follow the storyline. Oh, that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> but it was the highest grossing movie of it's... all time until the Avengers came along. And now it's seen as an impressive trip into a beautifully detailed world. And they're making millions and not more. not much else. There's just nothing there except for the visuals. There you go. Whatever. True that. Number three, we got Crash. Crash. Which Crash is, is amazing. Crash is awesome. worst best picture of all time. No, no. It's just really good. Yeah, that's good. Looking back at it now, it is actually, it was completely outdated in its de- depiction of race relations in America and blatantly falls victim to the white savior syndrome. I got to watch it again. Yeah, I don't me remember too. that. <laughs> of course, I, it, I might have been a different person. 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. And the look of shock and dismay on Jack Nicholson's face when he actually had to read out the best picture winner, followed by the jeers and the boos of the audience at the Kodak Theater, was priceless. Oh. I, don't, I don't remember that yeah, either. Yeah, either. This film has just not aged well. Hmm. All right. Two, we got Sausage Party. Okay, well, that was awful. <laughs> Which I, luckily for me, I saw this was a, a piece of crap and avoided it in the theater. I saw it in the theater. I did too. This movie actually got an I eight, was looking forward to it. It got an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. What? Well, People like wiener of, jokes. Yeah, use of crude humor and dark storylines was heralded. did not make it a good film. As an added bonus, the animators were forced to work under extreme conditions and asked to work overtime without pay just to finish it. Ouch. They refused. They were blacklisted by the industry. Not cool, Seth Rogen. And what's number one? Number one. With a bullet. It's controversial because I like, kind of liked it. American Hustle. 
I loved American House. I don't entirely uh, agree with it, but I will admit it's very confusing and sometimes awful film with some terrible performances. No, no, I'm it's talking good. about you and your Jerry no. Curl, Bradley Cooper. No, he was good. Amy Adams was by far the best part of this film, but She's it right. just wasn't enough. It actually got a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes and multiple Oscar nominations, including well Best Picture. No. But it holds Didn't a distinction like of being tied for the second most nominated film in Oscar history to win nothing. Yay! Wow. That's an interesting only, stat that only, I didn't know. Only The Color Purple was nominated for more awards than came away with Music. Well, and, I'm happy about that because I didn't love this and, movie. And it lost 12 years of Slave that year, so I guess it wasn't going to win anyway. But There you go. Anyway, oh. That's what I got. That wasn't as joyful as you normally are. No, I know. Okay. It can't always be sunshine and roses. <sighs> Unless you're Summerland in the last third Unless where you're they Summerland. were pooping rainbows. I love movie. goo. That is correct. Goo-tastic. All right, the list. So right off the bat, Oliver Reed. Oliver Reed. Did you see Devils? No. Oh, you're the devil yourself. I'm going to watch it, though, real soon. Okay. Well, I may watch it again this weekend just because I loves me the devils. All right. Okay. Well, has anybody got anything to bring forward this I, week? I've got an undoubted. What? This is a surprise, surprise, surprise. And I had to go back through all our episodes because I'm like, I can't believe we haven't done this guy yet. All right. Well, let's have it. It is an actor. Actor. His name is yep. Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix. Which Murray's laughing at for some Go reason. Go ahead. Make your case. So, uh, which which way do you want, you want me to start from 2019 or for 2013? Let's go from back to front. 2013, her, Mondo. It was a meh. Eh. 2014. Wait, 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 back it up. Was it a memory or was it a rage? It, it might stop right there. It wasn't a rage. Okay. But it, it wasn't because of him. Inherent Vice, 2014. That was a Mondo. Mondo. Yeah, it was all right. It was it a Mondo or is it a meh? You got it, Murray. You can't just go, it was all right. Is it a Mondo or is it a meh? Okay, there we go. Well, then I guess I got to stop. It's done. Why? What's the next one? Well, he's got back-to-back mats. From, well, not from both of us. One gave mat, the other one didn't. I don't know. How does that work? Uh, This is now, we've now got three people all voting. Yeah, you know what? Maybe that should be the way it is. I know where it's going. Okay, so, okay, go back. So it was a mat for... Anyways, her, you gave it a meh. Yeah, but an apparent vice was a Mondo. Apparent vice is a Mondo. Yep. Irrational Man, 2015. Mondo. Never saw it. Um, I'm trying to think if I've seen that one. Uh, yes, I did. And it was Mondo. Yep. And this better have been a Mondo because it was freaking awesome. You were never really here. Uh, yeah, that was a Mondo. Never saw Major it. Major Mondo. Yeah, it was good. Love, love, love that movie. Uh, don't worry, he will not get very far, or he will not get far on foot from 2018, which was a Mondo. That's a movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah I said it was Mondo. I, I liked it a lot. This could be the one that breaks it, because I thought it was a meh. Mary Magdalene from yeah. 2018. It was a meh. It was also a meh for me. Well, so that's okay. Yeah, not bad. The Sisters Brothers. It was a opener for SIF, actually, in 2018. It was a Mondo. It was a Mondo. That's two Maz back-to-back for me. All right. And then Joker was a Mondo. Yeah, Joker was a Mondo. 
Damn I, you, which Joaquin I, which Phoenix. I would not even see because I despise him so much. Joaquin yeah, Phoenix? I, yeah. Okay, well then, if you can't, you have a... You can, so in that case... He didn't give anything a rage, though, no, so... I, exactly. I, no, but I'm just saying, in that case, I just, if someone hasn't seen a bunch of the movies, unless he goes back and sees them, no, then he stays on whatever I, list I it just is. refuse to see his movies, that's all. But in this case, it doesn't matter, because... Yep. Jim gave uh, back-to-back Maz, which made no sense to me because Sisters Brothers was Mondo. Nah, it was Maz. And her almost was a rage, so I kind of was a little lenient on her because I did not like that movie that much. Really? He was great. But, that, uh, that actually made me look up Spike Jones because I thought, wow, he must be pretty close. Pretty close, to, but no. But yes. then, well, no, he, he is and he isn't. He's made like... 5,000 things, but he's only made five feature films. Oh, really? Kind of crazy, right? Yeah. Like Being John Malkovich, uh, Adaptation. um, Bunch of other stuff. The Beastie Boys thing from last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her and... So he's done a lot of of TV stuff. He's done a lot of TV stuff, a lot of videos, a lot of... Like he's just... He's everywhere. He's everywhere, but he's only actually made five Hmm. feature films. Well, sorry, Joaquin. Yeah, I'm sorry too. I thought he had a chance. He's great. But he doesn't always pick. No, he does. But great. you disagree, no, so that's the way it is. <laughs> that is true. And and Murray's got it in his head that yeah, I don't like Joaquin Phoenix. So well, Murray's—he didn't give a rage though. So kudos to you, Murray. All right, I'll give one mesmerize then this week to see what uh, we think. I had built a huge list for this week too. I'm throwing out mesmerized Leonardo DiCaprio. Trying to think if he's still mesmerizing. I know he he was, but is he still? Is he still? Murray, what do you say? Absolutely. Okay, that's one. Is he still mesmerizing? I will say that Leo is mesmerizing. We got a winner, people. There's some joy still left in our little dead hearts. Okay, well, that's it for the list this week because we're running out of time. Oh, you had one undoubted. I do have an undoubted, but I'll let it go this You're week. You're not going to mention it? Yeah, right. Bryce save, did a good job. Save it for next I've week. got a, about six in my can. All right, then. Go. All right. All right, last time on Rage or Dare, Jim eventually pulled from Bryce's apparently musical and Tiffany Haddish bag of sheer terror. There's so is much of both of those. Mariah Carey's voice range as broad as her acting chops, or will this music-filled marvel make Jim sing a tale of woe? This week, Jim and Bryce will have to decide to rage for my sweet, delicious bag, or take my dare, which is sure to delight in all their senses with decadent palate-cleansing dish of delight. <laughs> <laughs> so that's some good writing there, Jim. First, let's check in with Jim and see what kind of Type of song he will sing us. All right. Glitter. Wow. Glitter. After the amazing singing right off the bat, Mm -hmm. I was hooked. Nice. And by hooked, I was fished into wondering who allows a 12-year-old in the bar that late at night. Mm -hmm. Everything after the first song just got so contrived, even the going and asking for money from her papa. Yikes. So painful. The dialogue and acting was pretty, pretty bad. Uh, Ten minutes in. And then there was a commercial 
uh, for Jim Gaffigan stand-up. So I got to stream this on YouTube free. So of course, gave me some commercials, and I got to uh, see Jim Gaffigan. Well, that's not which fair was, that you got a which little was break. Awesome. Remember how much we love Gaffigan from oh, last week? I love Gaffigan. Yeah, he was amazing. He was the best part of this movie, wasn't he? He was the best part <laughs> about this movie. Oh, right. Glitter. Sorry, I digress. Uh, do I have to talk about it? Can no. I just talk yes. about Jim Gaffigan? No. And his comedy special, which no. I actually went and watched after that? No. No. I'd much rather talk but, about but him. How about That's how TV. was it, by the way? Should I check it out? It's Did good. You, He's yeah. always good. He That's TV. Bacon. Okay, well... Terrence motherfucking Howard was in this. What? And I love him so much. Terrence Howard's awesome. But not in this. Like, <laughs> he was terrible. I love Mariah Carey's voice, but not in this. Mariah was amazing at singing. Yes. And she's amazingly beautiful. Yes. The writing and direction, on the other hand, was close to sadism. The story it's definitely... sadism, by the way. Sad. Tomato, tomato, okay. sadism, sadasm. Sadasm. <laughs> sadazzling. Sadasm's not even a word. Sadazzling? It's sadazzle. Uh, I'm going to sadazzle up this film. Uh, but before you go on to your whole sadism thing is, is not a thing on this podcast, <laughs> just in it case is, you're wondering. It is to me. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? Saying that, the story made up for everything. <laughs> There was a story. Nice, nice try, Jim. <laughs> Who doesn't love music-focused love stories, right? Absolutely. To summarize, acting barf, story yuck, predictably out of this world. Mariah's voice, freaking amazing as always, but this film deserves the 2.2 it received on IMDb. Terrence Howard, why? Why did you quit Iron Man series and then yet you agreed to do this? Shame, shame, shame. Oh, wait. A year prior to this... He was in a movie called Big Mama's House. <laughs> Humble beginnings. That's the whole thing. This is the beginning of his career, really, is that wasn't a, it? Is, is that a TP? No. no. It's not a TP? I thought no. it was. No, it's not. Oh. Well played, Bryce. Well played. I will say, yes. I at least did not have to watch a musical. It was music literally all through the movie, but I did not have to watch a musical. Yeah. Not a motherfucking musical. It did make me rage severely. Nice. Almost to a point that I felt it was sadistic. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, we got to make a decision. What do we want to do? Rage or dare? Uh, so if we choose dare, maybe Murray will dare us to see the SpongeBob movie. <laughs> no. No, I don't think he will. That's something you might actually enjoy. You know? I am going to enjoy it. Let's just keep on pulling from his bag. Where's your succulent bag, Merman? It, 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 bad. I had a nice dare for you. It too. has failed to disappoint so far. That is true. It has. Bryce, you and I are going, oh my God! Nah, the most feared bad. movie on the planet. What's up? Murray, I hate you. <laughs> what is it? I know. I've been hoping never to pull this from anyone's bag. That's why I put it in Next there. Next week, we will be watching the movie Cats. What? <laughs> yes, we will. Oh. The worst movie ever made. Murray. Where can we even get cats? Oh, I'm pretty sure it's on demand oh, it's, somewhere now. It's everywhere. It came Is out at Christmas time. That's like uh, eight months ago. Yep. You let me know how it is. So not only is this a musical, uh huh, it's also the worst movie ever made. Well, I'll be the judge of that. There's a lot of spandex in this movie. 
A lot of spandex. That's good, right? Prancing cats. Sexy. Okay. Well. All right, then. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> no. It's going to be good. Thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to the extended film rage crew of Leonard Conlon for his artistic vision and photography of Leonard Conlon Photography. Listen to us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and check out our website at filmrageyyc.com. We're always wanting your feedback to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please comment often. Please make us rage. Please, please. That's it for this week. Rage on. Rage on.